live from 864 Sound in Greenville, South Carolina, it's the Wash Bros Podcast with your hosts, Matt Jackson and Clay Smith. What's up, guys? It's Matt Jackson and Clay Smith, and we are the Wash Bros. Thanks for joining us. This is going to be our fifth episode, and we're trying to figure out what to talk about, and I think it'll pull into a growth phase of me right now. And it is leaning into leadership and kind of getting off the truck. Um, and then, uh, I mean, I was where clay was a year or so ago or shoot. I was where you were last year. Yeah. Right. And, yep, yep. and then, and then I kind of hit a, gr- a growth point where I have to, I had to make a decision and, um, now it's about figuring out how to put people in place to, to grow past the limits that I was at last year. So yeah, I think that, uh, kick it off. yeah, yeah. So, so I think what the cool thing about this is as far as our relationship goes, like we could see, I, I mean, I can see, uh, like what I need to look forward to and the things that I need to do to get to the point, you know, as far as the next level goes. So, so like, like you said, you were where I was at last year. So next year, maybe I hope, or within the year, or the next year, hope yeah. to be, you know, start to get to where you're at as far as leaders. I mean, and, and how would you say, like, when did you know that it was time to go ahead and make that move to get to the next step? I would say, as far as putting the right people into place to make that first step as far as to growing. I'd say, uh, like you, I was very like control oriented and I liked the brand that I had built and was very much based around me doing, doing the work, like the driveway guys, like you can't, you can't ever find somebody as good as that. Right. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you worry about having multiple people and you're the yeah. driveway guy, not the driveway guys. Matt, yeah. The driveway yeah, yeah. Guy. I gotta change my pronouns now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'd say last year I, I ended up getting an injury in the middle of April and I had to take all of April off because I had surgery and that really hurt because April is one of the busier months we I have. Remember, yeah. And then I get back on the horse and I just kind of grind sun up to sundown. And then I had a helper and that helped offload some, some physical labor, but I still had to be there for time. And I just was looking at you, you motivate me a lot because I see, Hey, this guy's like right on my heels and I, I don't want to compete with you. Right. And I don't want to, I don't want to be like, Hey, year over year, I'm not growing that much. And then you're making leaps and bounds growth. So I said, all right, how can I get back into that energy of growing leaps and bounds? And I think last year, like my first year I did it, I, I put up a big number and then I, and I, I think I had like a 20% growth on top of that. So it wasn't as, it wasn't as good from the motivation standpoint of like, oh, I crushed my goals this year. And going into this year, I was like, man, I could, I have two options. I can stay on one truck by myself and kind of work my eyeballs out and then maybe make a little bit more money. But at the same time, I've created a prison for myself where I have to constantly work. And but again, that's taken that's taken like three two two years of full time. Let's see, I started halfway into twenty twenty. So yeah, I mean, that's taken me over half a million dollars of revenue to make that decision. And it's just like I can make all the money doing it myself and holding on to it. But the drivers for me are no longer like chasing the money, and more about chasing time and freedom, and then seeing how how much opportunity I can have. So this year. I got two trucks on the road and I got a really good uh, guy that's going to help me full time. And then I got uh, another guy that I'm going to bring back on as I build another truck. And then I have a a buddy who uh, 
pretty much could come on like almost as a business partner and we're gonna run stuff together like ops manager essentially yeah like he's got the experience and expertise where i don't so it's i'm very much more innovator like go out drive like creative i like that but i'm not the greatest at the sops at the small stuff um at the like attention to detail with like building teams and stuff like that so kind of i I hit a point where i said i can do this alone um but the next move for me was figure out how can i lock arms with guys and really grow the business so so far this spring i got two trucks on the road and i'm like man this is the i think the sign for me was when i sent my guy out all day and i got tips and I got five star reviews. There you go. And then I'm like, man, this is this is what I was doing. Like everybody has the the fear of, oh, my my business is not going to go in the ground. Like this, like I I did so much work to build this up, and then like nobody else can do it, just like me. And then like people are going to know, and they're not going to choose me anymore. But in fact, it just I I was able to duplicate myself. So as I build that second truck, I'm able to do pretty much instead of having to force like a really difficult goal for the day to hit a number I want, I can spread it out between two trucks and then both of us aren't killing each other. And when stuff happens, uh, it's like water pressure can be an issue with what we do. So you're waiting on a house for an extra hour and then the sun goes down and then you missed out on opportunity. So it's just, it's buying myself more margin with people. So that's, that's where I am now. Yeah. I think, I think my biggest fear would be like trying to find somebody that thinks the way I think that works the way I work, that's motivated the way I'm motivated. And at the end goal is trying to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's my biggest fear going back to the control thing. Like you're really, you're really worried that I know I am, you know, worried about trying to find the perfect person, but then you got to realize that if they're the perfect person, they're not going to be able to usually like if, if they're the same person as you, you're not gonna be able to train them. And that's, it's, you want somebody that I've, that, that I've noticed is like successful. Somebody that is dependable, it's going to show up on time and somebody that isn't a know-it-all. And usually these, most of the times these people aren't pressure washers. You don't want somebody to come in and say, oh, I know how to do this. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to compete. You don't want a guy that's been, had experience in working yeah, for it, another pressure washer because they're stuck in their own ways. And, and they're, they're going to be change. like, oh, I know how to do it. This guy's just stupid. I'm like, well, then why didn't you do it yourself? <laughs> or if they're really good at interviewing, like you've said in the past, yeah, they're yeah. really good at interviewing, then it's probably not the employee for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but got, got lucky. And honestly, a lot of these, um, the guy I have now is awesome. He uh, pretty much was a, a customer I had his son and she's like, Hey, he's trying to find like his way. So it was a good personality match and, um, super good worker. And I'm like, awesome. Just like, I think, I, I think we did like four days together in a truck and then I just handed off the keys and he's rocking and rolling. That's awesome, man. So it's, I don't, I think it took me longer than four days to figure out how to do my job. Yeah. As far as washing and stuff, yeah. but there, there's a lot that goes on other than just washing. But if I, if I had to just worry about washing, shoot, I, I believe yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be okay. Yeah. And it's one of those things too. You have to understand the different types of roles for people. Right. And it's like, Hey, some guy may be an hourly guy. Some guy may be a, a, a percent guy. And that's, that's where I'm working now. Uh, if somebody's going to have ownership, I want, I want somebody to have an ownership mindset with the business and then I give them a percent. So say like 20% off the top. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, I can stack this day up, and if you want to work your your tail off, you can make some, you can make extra money. But if you want it to be a flexible schedule, <clears throat> you don't have to kill yourself, but you're also you you know you have potential to make more. I'm not stifling you. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, just doing basic numbers, 20% of a thousand is $200. If you want to double yeah. that, you can make yeah. $400 a day. Yeah. I mean, I'm shooting for like $1,500, $1,700 a truck. So that's good money for somebody who's not having to carry anything. And it's a pretty easy job is just show up, make sure that you have attention to detail and be courteous with customers. Yeah. And I mean, if you can find someone that's really motivated and driven like you, they can pretty much work on the the things that you're not able to work on too, you know, to drum up more business, maybe shake some hands, pass out some cards, um, you know, whenever there's a window of, yep. of you know, even on the weekend, shoot. Yeah. And that's, that's a cool thing too. It's like this guy worked in a restaurant and he's like, oh yeah, I can go back. Like the contacts I have there, they need to get that cleaned. I'm like, boom. It's kind of like uh, incentivize incentivize them. It's like sales again. It's like, hey, they, you come from sales, you understand the game. It's like, hey, if I can help you get business, I get a percentage of that. Yeah, it's like when I when I managed the car lot, we would hire people, and we knew that they were at least going to bring in a family member, or a friend, yep. uh, something of that nature. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of goes back to that thing. Usually, when you start a new job, you want to bring people in and introduce them to you know the new things that you're doing. Exactly, and I always try to. Um, I know they talk about like mission statements. So like business is more than just like the business side of things. And you want, you want to have not only just a brand, but kind of values behind it. And I try to share that and find people who have equal values. That way we're not, Oh, like you're the boss and you're yelling at me cause I'm not doing the work. It's like, yes, we're not even per se, but we want to be treated as equals. And it's like, okay, there's a respect level there because like my face is on the truck and, and this is my business. But it doesn't mean you're any less. It's like, I want to see you grow. And then I want to, I want to allow you to make more money. And then not just that, I want to pour into you and, and teach you what I know. That way I've done my business. This is kind of, you were saying the other day is like, you're just going to start training your competition. I was like, that's kind of what we all do. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, but then you get somebody who works really hard for you and helps you grow your business and it's going to be loyal to you. I mean, it's like I tell the guys all the time that work with me that help me out, you know, and uh, I tell them, you know, I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't tell you to do something that I wouldn't do myself, yes. you know, that I wasn't afraid to do or that I wouldn't be afraid to hop in and help you with. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, we have a big fleet of trucks that we do, and that's what I tell all the guys. But I don't know if if, if it's I'm not paying them enough or I'm working them too hard, but they don't ever seem to come back. <laughs> right, right. Um, Getting a taste of that C3 Wash Pro in there, and they're like, ah, Yeah, good. get to see how hard, you know, a lot of people are like, daggum, big money, and uh, they don't really see the the hard work that goes in, Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. But as, I mean, as far as the, would you say that when you started to grow and you were looking to hire people and you had people um, you brought in to work with you, would you say that you wanted to hop in at times and just take over and as you were washing them clean stuff and, you know, wash houses and rinse houses or whatever, did you see sometimes that they were doing that you just wanted to, you know, the controlness in you just wanted to take over and say, you're not doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be like the hardest part for me as, you know, as a control, like, yeah. you know, you're, you want to be, you want to be the one doing it. Like, man, come on. Absolutely. I think having a helper last year was like slowly getting myself into that. You gotta, you gotta slow down to, yeah. It's like, fast. yeah. And it's just like, all right, well, I'm teaching the muscle of delegation of teaching the muscle of I'm surrendering my control in this situation because if I don't, I'm going to forever be capped. 
And then I was, I was getting to the point where you, you get close to burnout because you're doing everything yourself. And then not only you're physically exhausted, but mentally you're exhausted too. Yeah. You're not there. And yeah. You're not there. That's when businesses fall apart. Yeah. It's, 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 we're being selfish and not trusting other people and thinking with our egos as opposed to, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm good right here. I'm thinking with my rational mind, like this is, this is my business plan. And last year I had a helper and even the year before I had a helper too. And, uh, it, it helped me like I would, I would send them, I, I didn't necessarily send them out, but I was, I still let them do the job. And then I wouldn't even really look it over and I'd be like, all right, on to the next one. Yeah. Like doing, doing the business side of things in my truck and I'd get five star reviews and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, I, I can trust. And then that kind of prepared me to surrender for this year where I can be in multiple places at, at the same time. And it's like when, when I would normally just schedule a day that, knowing that I could be involved too, like I, I was showing Clay you know, before we shot this episode, I have like five or six jobs booked for tomorrow and I've, I'm spreading it. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to see half the jobs. So like splitting it between two trucks. Yeah, exactly. So I'm able to, but it's requiring me to trust more. And then, and then also know, Hey, there will be times where since I was not there, I have to go back and touch something up. Like I have a, uh, I was in the cliffs the other day and I'm going to have to go back and touch something up that wasn't hit. But that allowed me to do like stupid numbers in one day because we had three guys there helping. And I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm setting up a truck where I can kind of go out and touch something up in case I need to versus me holding onto all the control and then um, I'm, I'm going to forever be capped. Right. First. Well, the good thing about the good thing about all this I'm listening is that uh, you get to work out all the kinks and it's going to be a steady breeze for me. Yeah, exactly. So I got my notebook out my head, just yeah. jotting it down. Okay, things not to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But maybe like, would you say like a, for your for your employees um, in the future, like, would you say that maybe a checklist or something maybe to go over visually for your for your uh, employees to help them out? Yeah. Um, and, the qualities. Hey, did you do this? Did you do that? Yeah. And that's an th important thing, too, that I'm starting to implement. Uh, it's like SOPs, like standard operating procedures. You want to have something that is a official training or you want to have resources, not just, oh, I told you to do this. Why did you do this? Yeah, educate your employees. Yes, exactly right. Train your employees. Because they're going to be a representation of you. And if you can't train them properly, it goes directly back to you. Correct. And that's like thinking as a leader as opposed to a boss, where you're like, you don't throw them under the bus. You just say, hey, if something happened, that was on me because I didn't train them. And then you assess the systems there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was so OCD with building out like the systems when I was in the owner operator stage. And now it's getting used to, okay. I'm no longer going to be driving to a job, pushing the button to say I'm on the way, pushing the button to say his job started, pushing the button to say it's over, collecting the money. I At the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I didn't communicate with these customers. How can I best, how can I put systems in place so I can make it easy for my employees to do that as well? And then collecting money at the same time too. Like Usually if, if the customer's there, we can sort the, the money on that too. I don't want to have past dues start to build up because it's like, Hey, I'm, I got six jobs a day going on and yeah. money can add up quickly. That's true. You don't want to be chasing money. Exactly. But, uh, one of the things I always like to put in perspective is, you know, kind of the things that you like, you enjoy doing, like I like to put in perspective of sports, you know, if you're a good yeah. coach and you, you, uh, train your players properly, they're going to respect you more. Right. So you can kind of put that in business. Like, if you train, you educate your team yes. as a coach, then you're going to be more successful. Yeah. 
Um, that's, that's always something, you know, whenever I was over people and I had a team, I would always put it into perspective as a sport. And sometimes you have to dumb it down for people too, to make it more, um, well, how would I, how would, how would we, could we put this more? I wouldn't say like entertaining, but more, you get where I'm going with it. I just, yeah, I think too, we, when we try to connect with somebody and this is kind of back from our sales, you don't connect with them on your level. You have to connect with them on their level. Yeah, so so there's a disconnect. Um, if somebody's not getting it or, or if we're talking to an employee, as we talk to somebody like you and me, where we understand, like we need to bridge that gap and, um, connect with them at whatever level they are. So it's like empathy and having, yeah, you got to put it in different perspectives. Yeah, That's yeah, what I was looking for. Exactly. A minute ago. You got to, you got to put it in different perspective because everybody doesn't think or see the things the way, the way that we see it, figure out what they know and then relate it to that. Yeah. It's like, if they, like you said, if they're, if they played football related to football and then they're like, Oh, I understand the analogy now. Yeah. Yeah. Sports is a big thing for me. I feel like a lot of, a lot of your people enter, you know, or it could be gaming, reading books. Somehow you can, somehow yeah. you could do it. You could always find that, uh, what do you call it? The middle ground. Yeah. The, uh, connection point. I can't find words in this episode. Yeah. It's all good. The, uh, find the connection point, find a, find a way to relate to the person mm-hmm. to be able to explain it a lot better. Cause obviously we're not all the same people. We all think differently. We learn differently. We see things differently. Um, that's just that's just the world we live in. Yeah, and I think too, the the area I'm leaning into is like okay, the pressure washing part is the easy part to train. It then becomes figuring out um, the caliber of employees to have and saying, hey, like, am I vetting these people correctly, or am I choosing them because they can pressure wash? Yeah, are you are you treating them like a number? Yeah, or are you wanting to grow with them and grow within the company and hopefully be able to you know be something? I think that's what a lot of the, companies they just i know that like in the car business where i came from it was just like let's just have a warm body you know you, oh, yeah. I, I think that now looking back thinking that way like you're not going to get anywhere just hiring a warm body just having yeah. somebody to show up yeah. um you want to you want them to be successful with you yeah and and with small business it's vital because you don't have the overhead to be able to carry like non-productive employees well i also feel like and that, reputation too yeah, but you also got to be careful on who you hire because that one person can make one wrong move. They could be driving one of your trucks and something could happen on the road. You mm-hmm. just never know. One stupid decision could be very costly. Yeah, yeah. That would, that would hurt to have a truck get taken out of commission. That too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and, and that's another person that you're trusting with your brand, your company, your equipment to take care of your customer. Yeah. So you got to make sure you take care of them. You put the right uh, things in place, uh, the standards in place, what your mission as a company is, mm-hmm. what you're trying to accomplish. And I think that um, training them properly, educating them and motivating them to want to work harder, you know, whether it be uh, commission based or, you know, mentally or yeah. trying to get them to grow within the company. I think that plays a big part. And you don't want to treat your employees like a number. I think that's the yeah. biggest mistake that I see. And to what I've uh, started trying to do too is like incentivizing them for getting Google reviews because Google reviews is a big thing that we both do. So it's like, hey, if you get a Google review, I'll give you 50 bucks. Yes. That's going to give them, that's going to allow them to focus a little more on that job to try to deliver the perfect result, but also be friendly to the customer. Yeah. I mean, we would, uh, 
as a salesman, I would get paid five, six hundred dollars a week for getting five star reviews. I mean, that's yeah. that's a huge thing all yeah. across the board in any business is the review thing. I mean, I was reading something the other day. I told you it was very interesting. Even the reviews, and we could probably talk about this another day. But um, even the reviews, the words that your customers say in your reviews affect your SEO. Yep, like that will. I didn't even know that, and I've been doing this almost two, what uh, going on two years. So yeah, you can train your customers to give you Google reviews, which I'm not advising because that's against Google's policy terms. But it's like, hey, thank you for pressure washing our house and soft washing our vinyl siding and cleaning our concrete driveway. That carries weight for those keywords, and, and a lot of people. And then you reply to that as well with the same keywords, and it's double double uh, action on the SEO end. The really crazy part about this, Matt, is half the people listening to this does don't even know what we're talking about right now. It's true. Yeah. They just wonder why you rank higher than they do on Google. Yeah, but like anyway, you know what yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah. That's for possibly a course later on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe something we can explain then. But yeah. I don't know. That SEO stuff is uh very uh I, I can't figure it out. Yeah, I mean, you're investing in your brand and your reputation, and you're, it's extremely important to do that on the online space, too. And that's Google is like, I'm I'm at that point now where it's easy for me to get get more business to fill the trucks that I've added on because of my Google rankings. And then I can just put more money into Google ads. So, Yeah, uh, I spend a, a lot... You know, you can invest a lot into Google, but like we were talking about earlier, I think you want to give a little bit of a piece of pie to everything. You can't just solely rely on one platform for That's business. True. That's true. You never know who's, you never know what type of customer is looking at, um, whether it's Google or Facebook. I mean, you've gotten a lot of good stuff out of Facebook. Yeah, I've, I've been very successful with Facebook, but we all have we all have different things we're good at. I think yeah. that's what sets all of us apart, being unique, me and you differently, um, especially as far as me and you seeing differently. I think that we take the good and the bad together and we throw it together and it sticks. Yep. And that's uh, I think that's what makes us do the things that we've been doing and we've been successful at. But anyway, um, I think that pretty much wraps up. That's episode five, right? Episode five, yeah. All right. Yeah. So just make sure that you go to uh, subscribe to our YouTube, uh, go to Apple, um, Spotify, go go get us, uh, subscribe all, all those links. Um, and then any questions that you guys might have, throw them in the comments. We'll be more than happy to answer them in the next episode. Sweet. 